This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Wednesday, 3 May, in the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, welcome to the afternoon edition, early evening edition. We've got a lot going on, a lot happening in capital markets, uh, a lot happening on the evasion of the southern border at 6 o'clock. Todd Benzman is going to be with us. Amazing short film he has on this uh, invasion and what's happening in places like El Paso, Texas, like uh, they've now declared a state of emergency, as has Laredo and other uh, towns and cities along the Rio Grande Valley and in South Texas. I want to start first uh, that we got another epic. Uh, McConnell went into the well of the Senate today and said, hey, look, let me be blunt. I understand that Biden's trying to drag me into this. And I've been very critical. That would be Stephen K. Bannon on my getter account about uh, they're trying to suck in the GOP establishment to stop any type of effort we have in the House as little as it may be, to stop the madness. But McConnell had people's back, at least publicly, and that's a big deal. And he also made the, 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 the statement that Schumer doesn't have 60 votes to pass his own bill or get anything to the floor through filibuster. He doesn't have 51 votes. He doesn't have Kristen Sinema, and he doesn't have, uh, he doesn't have uh, Manchin. And I don't think he's got Tester and some of these other guys. John Tester starts getting involved here and, 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 and comes out for something against cuts, and Tesla's going to be turfed out by 20, 30, or 40 points out of that seat in, in Montana. In fact, Montana, uh, the great Steve Cortez is actually in Montana today giving a speech at one of the Lincoln Day dinners uh, out there for the great folks in Montana. So we've got, I would say we had the backup Cortez, but I don't think it's the backup Cortez. We've got Kingsley Cortez, who was, I guess, the chief operating officer over at Getter, you're now at the Center for Renewing America, Russ Vote. But Kingsley, you sent me something. I think you put it up on Twitter. And I want people just to get a taste of this when we talk about the woke and weaponize of what exactly is in this $6.8 trillion or this, all this madness Biden wants to spend. When you actually see the details, it infuriates people of where our hard-earned money is going. And remember, this battle, even if it's to come some conclusion today and, you know, they agree to the $1.5 trillion dollar increase of death which I don't think they should do, but let's say they do that. We're going to be back at this early next year again, because right now, as Russ Vogt has shown us, you're talking about a trillion to a trillion and a half dollar deficits in perpetuity unless we get our arms around this. Kingsley Cortez, your analysis, you're over there now. I think you're the head of social media. You've done this incredible effort on Twitter to put up and just let people see the details. Walk us through it, ma'am. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Steve. So as you note, the House Republicans recently passed a debt limit bill that is going to stop the growth of our debt and deficit. And the most important element of this bill is that it totally dismantles the woke and weaponized spending of the Biden regime. Now, let me give you some examples of that. 
the State Department is currently using your taxpayer dollars to fund pride parades in Prague, LGBTQ poetry in Latvia, and LGBTQ movie nights in Australia. The Department of Health and Human Services is funding mental health care for trans women in Brazil and abortion equity in Philadelphia and all across the world. The Department of Education is funding anti-racism training for children as young as three years old. And they're even funding grant programs that incorporate the debunked 1619 Project and Ibrahim X. Kendi's How to Be an Anti-Racist book. So what the Biden administration is doing is really a slap in the face to hardworking Americans. They're taking your money and pushing their radical agenda, not only here at home, but abroad as well. I mean, to put it bluntly, Steve, the U.S. is now a major export in wokeness, in CRT, and in depravity. And it's a shame. And I'm really encouraged to see the House Republicans putting forward a bill that will take a step in slashing all of that bloated bureaucratic spending. How do you think if Biden comes back and, 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 and puts it in his face, um, do, is your thinking that we should even go further and do more cuts or what would be you guys have done an amazing job over at the center of walking us through a 10 year, hey, get to a balanced budget. Right. And I think Russ has got, I don't know, 10 trillion dollars of cuts over time. And we get there without touching Social Security or, or Medicare. Uh, and you've just done, you know, and if you go to your, what's your Twitter account? Because I want people to, to, your official Twitter account, because I want them to see this thread where you, where you put it up. Because when, when you read it, your, your head blows up about what yeah. we're exporting and what we're paying for to export. Where, where do people go for that? Right. Absolutely. Go to at AM Renew Citizen. We're on all the platforms. We're on, you know, Getter, Truth Social, Twitter. Um, and we're going to be putting out content that's just really exposing what the regime here in D.C. is really up to. They are not serving the interests of the American people. I mean, this money, Steve, would be much better spent helping the folks in East Palestine, Ohio. But of course, you know, the Biden administration has no interest in that. What they want to do is fund, you know, LGBTQ initiatives halfway across the world in places that frankly don't want it, right? The Ugandans, for instance, do not want this LGBTQ propaganda pushed down their throats. They know that it is depraved. They know that it is demonic. And they're fed up with us pushing it on them. And frankly, I don't blame them. So I do think, you know, this is the best debt limit bill, certainly in my lifetime, um, that has come up. But I, I would encourage, you know, Republicans to just keep hammering uh, these woke and weaponized cuts, because that is ultimately how we're going to get to a balanced budget. And that's how we're going to, I would argue, more importantly, save the soul of this nation and fight the culture battle. And Kingsley, if people go to the site, they can still see Russ's, where you guys have the Mac Daddy, you have the $10 trillion cuts. I realize this one's $4 trillion. Uh, we are big. We are big believers in Russ's program, or maybe even something hard, more hard, hardcore than that. But people can can also see that if they go to the uh, if they go to the center's website. Yes, absolutely. AmericaRenewing.com is our website, and you'll be able to find everything there. And again, please follow our social media channels. I'm going to be putting out a bunch of content um, over the next few, you know, months as we have this debt limit battle. 
No, and uh, Kingsley, I think it's going to heat up big league for you, particularly early next week as this meeting uh, takes place uh, in the White House on uh, on 9 May. So it's going to be a big one. Kingsley, uh, glad you're at the center. I couldn't think that you'd get a better person to be on top of things. Uh, really honored to have you on here. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks so much, Steve. Although we'd love to have you back at Getter. <laughs> she did such an incredible job. Getter's cranking away, but Kingsley was very, very special. Very special job she did there. Incredible and very impressive young woman. Um, this debt a fight, and I want you to gird your loins, as they say in the Old Testament, because uh, you're going to get blamed. You're, gonna, you're in for the Warren Posse as the chairman of the creditors' committee is going to be in for it because you can already tell the angles that they're taking. And that's why I think it was so important for McConnell to kind of sit there and at least at this phase say, hey, don't look to us. Don't look to draw the Senate in here. There's no bill to be passed in the Senate. Deal with the House bill. Uh, the point I was making to Kingsley there and that I continue to make, and this is why we had Rosendella, Montana, Biggs of Arizona, uh, Burchett of Tennessee, the hardcore, you know, gates of Florida, the hardcore no's that were, you know, not even supportive of this bill, understanding McCarthy's difficulty of getting to 218. If they reject it next week and reject it, they will. There shouldn't be any lessening of this deal. The, to me, the, the thermonuclear option is say, hey, then we're going to go back and we want more cuts, real cuts, not stop and growth of, of rates of growth, which is essentially what, what this is. They do cut $132 billion in, in year one, but that's basically going back to 22s. And 22, as you remember, that was, the, that was the omnibus bill. That was the one they jammed through in the middle of the night. Okay, I want to go to, um, and uh, I want to get Derek Harvey back on here. And the reason was is that last night, uh, we had an exceptional program in the 6 o'clock hour, and I want to get Derek back on, and I want to figure out how to even go in more depth as we go forward here. Because it cuts to the heart of what we're dealing with. And part of this heart, you know, we had Julianne, Julianne uh, Murray on Colonel Harvey from uh, Delaware. And she's taken a couple of shots. I think she's run for governor to try to get the nomination. She lost. She tried to be AG. She barely lost. <clears throat> she's trying to, I think, be Republican chair before she lost. But she keeps hammering. She's now chairman of the Delaware party. Totally grassroots. And she's the one that, as a lawyer, took the you know, went back and got Delaware to, to reaffirm that it's unconstitutional to do mail-in ballots. They have to change the Constitution. Or if they're going to do it, I think, by statutory, it's got to be over a couple of sessions. It's got to be over a couple of years. You just can't snap your fingers. Um, but she had this concept of, from the, from, the, from the movie The Untouchables that we played a number of times, is when Sean Connery tells uh, Elliot Ness, the Kevin Cosner's character, what are you prepared to do to stop the bootlegging, to stop the illegal liquor, to stop all the crime, the prostitution, everything that came around that. What are you prepared to do? That's the soul searching you have to have. And I wanted you on because, and I want to get into the, to some of the details and the overview, but what is most disturbing about you laid out a case where the venture capital, some of the major institutes in venture capital have set up a system that they can fund the Democratic Party, partnering with the Chinese Communist Party, but you bring up in that th that this is all sitting at the House Intelligence Committee, which is run by Republicans and Turner. 
And I want to start there. Why, why is it that we fight so hard to get control of this? And then like something in Intel, which is so vitally important, it always seems like the trade gowdies are the, are the turners take charge and we never really get the apparatus brought to account, sir. Well, thanks, Stephen. It was a good program last night. And, you know, Brian and I have gotten dozens of uh, messages from active FBI agents, DOJ personnel, former National Security Advisor people, including two National Security Advisors, uh, former National Security Advisors, to say that this should have been a front page story and been leading the media today and for the rest of the week and going forward, because but that's what would happen if we were in a sane world. But we know that the media and the Democrat Party and the inside out game controls the narrative. And it's thanks to your show and some others that were pushing this. Now, back in early 2021, Devin Nunes, still the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, decided that we would open a broader investigation of Chinese influence. And he announced that investigation in June of 21 on Fox News. And by the end of, by the fall, um, we had a good report on class, seven pages, that laid out uh, the key, some of the key issues that you're aware of, but, you know, just highlight a couple things, how Chinese entities are manipulating um, the business sector and the financial sector to advance Chinese interests. Um, that's one chapter. Um, shaping American public opinion and influencing decision-making by influencing our business sectors and political leaders, influencing at the university level, et cetera, et cetera. We got six, seven chapters there. None of it is classified. Now, Mike Turner, who took over when Devin resigned, um, he turned off the Chinese investigation into this broad breadth of Chinese influence peddling and how it penetrated at least 10 critical sectors. And where we were headed was the tie-ins that we've been talking about with Sequoia and the return of profit back to to uh, key people. Hang, now, the key hang, thing hang, is hang here. On, I, 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 hang on, because I want to break. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back. I want to lay out the whole case. Because like you, my phone blew up last night of people in the national security apparatus said, this is explosive and every American has to see it. Short break, Colonel Derek Harvey on the other side. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out of control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. 
text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Colonel Derek Harvey joins us in probably one of the most explosive topics. And we've had a couple of three, you know, the laptop from hell, the Wuhan lab. We've been pretty good at sniffing these things out. This is one of the biggest and most important. Uh, Colonel, I'm going to turn it back over to you because you were at House Intel. The one thing I want to say is that, Neil Shen, the, the things that's so shocking is one of the architects at the Politburo, the CCP, and brags about it and goes on CCTV in Mandarin and brags about his access to the highest levels of U.S. business industry, finance, and government and research is a guy that helped architect the, the Made in China 2025, which was the 10 industries in the world that were going to lead the 21st century, and they were going to dominate all 10, dominate all 10. And you can see from Sequoia and his investments and his partnership with the CCP, he was helping the CCP dominate those. Colonel Harvey, walk us through Sequoia, this entire apparatus, and why this is so controversial, sir. Well, I think one thing for the viewers to understand is, well, how does this happen? And, you know, it's important to recognize that there are no private companies, publicly traded companies or whatever in China. They are all under the thumb of the Chinese government. They do what they're told. That's how it works there. That's the law, and they have enforcement mechanisms to make it happen. And these companies have CCP members on their boards and, you know, a, a process and a system to make sure that, they do what they're asked to do or told to do. Now, they can be rainmakers because when you control it, and they, it's a directed economy, not like ours, a free market economy, uh, at least we still are for the most part, um, they can deliver and they can deliver benefits. So if, for example, you know, a, a person like Senator Kerry uh, invests a million dollars through a fund into something in China, they can turn that $1 million around and make it $30 million in three or four years. They fund things like um, the Yale Center in Beijing, and you know they fund Penn and Notre Dame and a whole bunch of other very top-notch schools. You'll see that someone like Jake Sullivan, when he was out of office, not, not working in administration, travels and gets paid by the Yale Center and makes a big, lots of money, but the people who are actually paying him the million dollars are the Chinese Communist Party laundering the money through the Yale Center. This happens all the time. Now, with Sequoia, the process works where Sequoia America and Sequoia China, that's the conduit. And they bundle and shape things in order to you know, funnel U.S. investments and guaranteeing results for those investments returns in China. And Neil Shen, who is the biggest venture capitalist there in China, 
is the gateway. If you're going to be successful and navigate China and get a return, you have to go through them and the Chinese government. That's how it works. So they can guarantee or they can punish you. And if you invest, if you're GM, for example, you've got a lot of investments there and you've got profits and GM makes more money, produces more vehicles in China than anywhere else, that profit can't leave the country unless China gives them permission to. So they've got a way of controlling the spigot. Now, if you're in a fund, you know, Mr. Moritz, Sequoia Partner, has this fund. It's a nonprofit. He transfers assets there to, to this nonprofit that finances many leftist causes. And we'll just talk about the ACLU, for example, because it's leveraged in the lawfare arena to target and go after conservative efforts. Okay, The money and the profit comes back from China, goes into the fund tax-free. Tax-free. And then that tax-free money is used to, to do what they want to fund ACLU and others. Likewise, with the profits that are, are coming back in other venues, okay, you're being guaranteed. And they use that influence, and they get someone by the throat, and they know that they're going to have to do the bidding of China and Chinese global interests. And these are the elites. So they're investing with the Massachusetts Pension Fund, CalPERS in California, um, university endowment funds, etc. It's going into China. And because it's there and because it's tied to their profit and they've got a handle on it, the people that are involved in all these enterprises tend to begin to look at China as not a threat. Now, Nancy Pelosi, for example, her one of her key bundlers that raised all the money for her um, in Silicon Valley, and all I have to do is look at at Silicon Valley Bank, for example, Sequoia had billions in that. So did a lot of the other um, investment investors in China. That was all protected. It's the regular consumers and the small banks that have their FDIC um, charges going up. They're the ones who are underwriting this. It's just an aside. But um, so you get a, a bundler for. Um, representing Silicon Valley interests for Nancy Pelosi, who becomes the rainmaker for Nancy Pelosi. And she went out, I mean, he went out and collected uh, money that came in and funded Nancy Pelosi's fund, you know, campaign efforts, and she was able to dole out millions of dollars as a result of this global elite that are tied to China profiting and then for, therefore donating later on to these causes. And she, coincidentally, when she first came in, she was a hawk on China. They co-opted her after a few years. Super hawk. Just saying. Super, super hawk. She, she was in Tiananmen Square. I, I've only got about five minutes, and we've got Nigel Farage going to come up in his amazing interview with, uh, with President Trump. But, Derek, here's the thing, and I think one of the people were contacting me last night after you and uh, Brian Costello's amazing presentation. In the details here, we will continue to develop in the days and weeks ahead. But I think the feedback I got, which people's heads were blowing off, blowing up, is that you laid out FBI, DOJ, and House Intel 
have already got the documents and been all over this. The, the question people are asking me is, why is there no movement on this? And, and not just, you can't blame Lisa Monaco and DOJ. Clearly, they're going to try to protect this because that's the Democratic Party protection racket. But we have control of the House and we have specifically control of House intel and judiciary and oversight and all of it. And it seems like some of the things we're ch chasing may be marginal. This is the center of how the apparatus works. This is the center of how the money flows. This is the center of how the Chinese Communist Party take $600 billion a year in intellectual property from the United States and from the really value created by our pension funds. Explain to me how that works and particularly why is Mike Turner, because that should be our pressure point, why is Mike Turner refusing? You got Gallagher doing a good job on his thing, but it's this is this is even deeper than that. Why is Mike Turner, Republican of Ohio, not on top of this, sir? Well, I, why did he shut this down as one of his first actions when he became the chairman? Good question. Uh, I don't know what makes Mike Turner tick. But it's definitely not focusing on American national security and economic interests as they relate to the most single, single most uh, significant threat to our economic security and our national security, and that's China. He's AWOL, um, and I would just say that. Now, the Securities Exchange Commission has reams of information on this. The Congressional Research Service has lots of this about how this plays out. I think that, you know, uh, Congressman Comer is going to be able to get after this. We're trying to reach out to Comer and his staff to get them to take this up. OK, um, I don't have much hope for Gallagher because it's sort of outside his natural wheelhouse, although he has said some very good things publicly when he's on uh, TV shows, particularly on Fox. You know, and he's doing a good job, but I don't think, you know, he's going to be able to drive this. The, the uniparty elite. Both sides, whether it's the, you know, senators, you know, that are McConnell and his family and those around him that are globalist elite focused. OK, and they've been benefiting not as much on the Republican side as the Democrat establishment machine has been. But that's where the problem is. And it's going to have to come from the grassroots and whistleblowers and brave people in DOJ and FBI who have the files. Lisa Monaco has the information. At DOJ. Derek, uh, by the way, Lisa Monaco, people remember her name. She was the one that sent the letter to out to Arizona in May of 2021 to put him on notice about the voter fraud uh, count. And particularly, don't do if you do a canvas, we consider that breaking the law and that's a felony. Lisa Monaco is the hatchet woman of DOJ. Derek, we got to bounce. We're obviously going to have you back here, and we're going to really look into this uh, Congressman Turner situation, which is unsatisfactory. How do people get you? I know you got a new site, new social media handle. Where do people go? On Twitter, it's at Colonel D. Harvey. And then Truth Social, it's at Derek Harvey. And then I have a web page, and you can contact me and book speaking engagements and the like. And it's Derek Harvey. Dot com dot org excuse me dot org Colonel Harvey I don't think we've had a more explosive topic on War Room when we pride ourselves in explosive topics we look forward to developing this investigation with you sir take care Steve Colonel Derek Harvey uh, a true patriot his his uh, 
he's kind of the Lawrence of Arabia of Iraq. Uh, I'll be able to tell the story maybe this weekend we have some time about Derek Harvey in the surge as a uh, colonel. Uh, he think might have even been a major in the United States Army at that time. Incredible, incredible story in the Anbar province. A, a guy that's a true hero and a patriot. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. Nigel Farage is on deck. He went to Scotland to interview Donald John Trump. We're going to get all the inside scoop next, right here in the war room. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you actually spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. Public Square connects freedom-loving Americans with the community and businesses they share their values. Here's the best part. It's absolutely free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com and download their app today. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where you spend your hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. That's publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Take action. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and your values. Go to publicsq.com. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back. Um, the Financial Times uh, today, we're going to break it down tomorrow. I'm going to get uh, Harnwell on here. It has a big article about Apple as a Chinese company. And guess what? Finally, after a couple of years, the first time I've seen it in there, the Financial Times of London actually talks about our favorite book, Unrestricted Warfare, and kind of ties it to the Apple situation and the supply chain situation. Very sophisticated analysis. We're glad the Financial Times finally caught up to the war room after three years. But hey... We love converts, and we'll have Ben Harnwell on in the morning show. We're going to break it all down. Right now, joined by, I think, one of the most uh, important political figures in the world that is really one of the most important political figures in the history of Great Britain in the United Kingdom, the author of uh, Brexit, uh, who fought for years and can show you if you have determination and skill and, and guts and talent and, uh, and, and smarts that you can do anything. Nigel, uh, you've also got the hottest show in England, and uh, and I know that's why President Trump, besides his personal relationship with you, because he likes shows that rate, uh, did a big interview today in Scotland. First question I have to ask is that, because I didn't get a chance to ask it when I had a conversation with him last week, did you, were you able to play Turnberry with him? 
Well, you're quite right, Steve. You know, you handed him straight on to me after his war room uh, appearance, which was great. He did encourage me last night. He said, come on, Nigel, get on that first tee at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, sadly, I'm a bit of a lapsed golfer. So I declined the offer. I had a few other things to do, but I did watch him out there. And do you know something, Steve? Amazing. This place was falling to pieces. The Trump family uh, got it. Uh, they transformed it. It's now probably the best hotel in Scotland. And it is the number one golf course now rated in Britain and the whole of Europe. So sadly, didn't get a chance to play, but I've got to tell you, it is a magnificent place. And I, I said to him, you know, you've not been here for five years because you've been so busy with politics and current affairs. I said, you must miss this terribly because, you know, as we all know, his mother was a MacLeod. She was from the Western Isles in Scotland. Uh, he feels that very strongly. And it just goes to show you that if people go into politics and public life, there's a very big price to pay. Let me ask you about that, because, you know, Turnberry had fallen into, I think, into bankruptcy when President Trump bought it. It is on the Rota, which is the, the rotation of the Open mm. Championship run by the Royal Nation in St. Andrews. It has probably one of the most famous matches back in the 70s called the Walk in the Sun yeah. with uh, with Jack Nicholas and Tom Watson. But it's not in the Rota today. The Royal and Ancient, the 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 the, uh, the grandees of Open Championship golf will not let, I think, this, con this course back in because Trump owns it. Is that correct? It is. And you're quite right that the 77, 36-hole duel between Watson and Nicholas was, I think, the best Open ever. Uh, it was absolutely stunning in every way. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, the RNA from St. Andrews are, how can I put it, a bit stuffy in their attitudes and they view Trump as being, <laughs> I'm being nice. Um, and they view Trump, they're like the old Tory party. And, and they, they, they view Trump as being a bit too controversial, a bit too commercial. But, and here's the thing, the players absolutely want to come back. Do you know, since the Trumps bought this, they have changed 13 of the holes. They've made it immeasurably better. And can you believe this? Yesterday, after Trump had played the course when he arrived, he spent a long meeting with the managers of the course saying he wants hole six and seven changed and he knows what to do. So I, I said to him earlier, is it the architects that have made Turnberry great again? No, he said, it's me. What is it about, you know, for Americans, we know Scotland as, you know, from the books about the, the small country that created the modern world, Braveheart. Uh, the Scottish uh, great regiments in World War II, First World War, World War II. But Scotland's gotten very radical. I mean, Scotland is one of the most radical, at least the political class is one of the most radical in not just the Judeo-Christian West, but maybe the entire world, sir. Yeah, two things have happened here, Steve, two very big things. The first is 50 years ago, the boast used to be that Scotland had the best public education system in the world. And I mean that in the world. If you were a young Scottish lad or lass, you would be put through a, a grammar school system here and you would achieve your best. And many people who went out and ran the empire, became top sportsmen, managers of the big soccer teams, they came through, journalists, politicians, they came through that school system. And now, of course, they've basically destroyed education in Scotland. It's now dreadful, unless, of course, you've got the money 
to go to the top Scottish private schools. That's the first thing that happened. And the second thing that happened, dare I say it, is welfareism. You know, the shipyards in Glasgow, which at one time were the biggest shipyards in the world. I mean, Glasgow was in the 1890s, the second capital city of the British Empire. Many of those old jobs went, uh, and with it, post-1945 came welfareism. And what the Scottish National Party have fed on and been able to do is just to keep giving more and more welfare. You know, make sure people are satisfied with their welfare checks. Don't incentivize anyone to go back to work by being anti-business, anti-small business in particular, and ever increasingly putting up taxes even higher than we have in England. And as a result of that, You've got a lowland belt in Scotland running through Glasgow in the west to Edinburgh in the east with, well, I think the drug deaths per capita are worse than the worst American cities. Huge levels of welfare, low levels of education and a life expectancy rate for a man living in Glasgow that is 11 years less than a man living in Surrey. And it's in all of that environment that the SNP have introduced hard left radicalism into the country. Nicola Sturgeon wanted Scotland to be the most progressive country in the world. And she was winning until she put through her gender recognition bill. And guess what? A male double rapist turns up in court wearing a wig, gets convicted, sent to a woman's prison. And overwhelmingly, the Scots say, no, 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 we're not having any of that. So I think the pendulum here, to some extent, has swung back, but there's a lot further to go. Well, we, we, I always talk about the Tory party as a lesson for us here, the Republican Party and Scotland. Talk to us about your your interview with President Trump. I mean, did, did, did you press upon him some of the disasters and debacles that the Tory party have, has had in, uh, in the United Kingdom? Yeah, we talked about it very frankly, actually. And, you know, Boris Johnson, who initially... Trump warmed to. And yeah, you know, Steve, you know him. He's very jolly. He's quite fun. He's not stuffy like a lot of the old fashioned conservatives in both of our countries can be. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, the view that Boris Johnson in office not only negotiated a Brexit deal that frankly cost too much money and was generally pretty poor, but that in office he became hyper liberal, a, a real sort of green environmental extremist. Um, and yeah, you know, um, as Trump said to me, both on and off air, they're just not conservatives anymore. Um, and that's why they're going to lose the next general election. Uh, they rode on the back of the Brexit phenomenon. I mean, frankly, Steve, they rode on the back of me. You know, I helped create the environment that gave them and Boris the advantages that they had. And they frankly blown the lot. And there now isn't really much to choose between Labour and Conservative, they're both social Democrats. Um, and, and I think, you know, Trump was very clear about that, uh, that actually, if you're going to be a Conservative Party, well, you might as well be Conservative. Otherwise, what's the point of the whole thing? Um, you know, uh, we, we saw when Theresa May came over to see Trump that first time, they looked at Brexit as something to be overcome instead of an opportunity yeah. to be seized. They never really, they never, they never, not just embraced it, they didn't want it. But something's different, even in the terrible deal they cut for Brexit at the end, there's something worse today. And, and, and they've taken on 
not just the wokeism, but they've taken on, and you see Boris Johnson, and it's like a lack of seriousness, a lack of gravitas. They've accepted this environmental radicalism and, quite frankly, the economic program underneath it that will essentially de-industrialize Great Britain. Your, 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 your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, net zero is a complete folly, all the while that Indonesia, China and India, you know, between them and a couple of other countries are going to burn eight billion tons of coal this year. Eight billion tons of coal. Get your head around that. It's the most ever. So what we effectively do by following net zero is we refuse here in Scotland to produce all the oil and gas that we need, which we could quite comfortably do. And we're happy to see our heavy industries like steel moving off to India and China, and then we import the goods back into the country. Even if you're terrified of CO2 emissions, actually, those exercises put global CO2 up, but it shows us as a country being the good boys when it comes to G7 meetings and all the rest of it. And if you add to that the massive increase in the size of the state, the tax take in the United Kingdom as a whole, now the highest it's been since the Attlee government immediately after the war. The level of regulation that was put on small and medium-sized entrepreneurs, most of it by European Union law, I mean, hardly any of it has been removed by the so-called conservatives in the last seven years. And what you're really getting here is you're getting a recipe for managed decline and an increasing dependence in many ways on China. And I think it is very significant that as 100 heads of state come to London in the next couple of days for the coronation on Saturday, well, obviously Joe Biden's not coming, but, but it's interesting that Taiwan haven't even been invited. As Irish Republican, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. We had about two minutes of the coronation on Saturday. Your thoughts? How do you put it in perspective for an American audience, Nigel? Well, look, it's the first it's, it's the first coronation in 70 years. It will be a very grand affair, slightly toned down from the one we had in 1953. Well, things change. But, you know, uh, Handel's music, the extraordinary coronation march, uh, there'll be, you know, thousands of troops from all over the world, horses. It will look magnificent. It'll be a great showcase to the world. Uh, but, you know, the monarchy is facing many challenges now. Uh, and the Queen, Elizabeth II, is frankly irreplaceable. Let's see what Charles does as king after this coronation. All I would say, if he panders to the environmental left, he's pandering to those who'd rather we became a dreary republic with a prime minister and some clapped out politician as president. Um, and, and that's the great danger, that you pander to the wrong people. So let's see. I mean, Steve, I've privately got my doubts about Charles. I think you know that. But I'm going to be a good patriot at the weekend and wish him well. Nigel, um from a dreary uh, republic of uh, the United States, your, 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 your cousins, uh, how do people get to your show? How do they get to you online? Where do they go? The American Republic is different because your president, your elected president, is head of state. In most countries in the world, there's an elected prime minister and a president who no one's name knows who effectively gets appointed. <laughs> that is the big difference. Um, if you want to have a look at the Trump interview, go to GB News. Dot com. If you want to look at what I'm up to, go to mfarage.com. 
By the way, incredible interview. Uh, incredible that the president uh, carved out time and he did it because your show's on fire, Nigel. I watch you try to catch it every day or at so least the clips from it. So continue, continue to fight. So on, yours. I really appreciate you coming <laughs> on today. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Nigel Farage, one of the most important political figures of the 21st century and a, a good friend and a great man. Okay, short break. John Fund saw what Mike Davis saw, the end of the administrative state coming through the Supreme Court next in the war room. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. I don't know about you. It takes a lot to shock me these days. But to see our judicial system resemble a third world banana republic, to see trusted American companies embrace insane and destructive woke ideologies is frankly depressing. We must fight back. And that starts with changing the way we spend our money. For years, big mobile companies have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because there was not another option. Well, there is one now. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda push by leftists working hard to destroy this great country. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech and religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military and veterans and first responders the heroes. Now, Patriot Mobile's 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. This is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Take action today. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and hate what you stand for. Back the only Christian conservative wireless provider, Patriot Mobile. Take action today. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, get up on Getter. We're, we're putting up content all the time. You can totally immerse yourself in all this. Also, remember, you're head of the creditors committee. Next week, this battle is going to be in joining Mitch McConnell has told us from the well of the Senate. He's backing off and letting the House take it. That means you've got it. OK, you've got to immerse yourself in this. Go to birchgold.com slash banner right now. The end of the dollar empire. We've worked on this now for almost two years. The third installment's out. It's all free. This is the debt trap. We started working on this in November, but it's ripped from today's headlines. It will immerse you in all the technicality you need, all the technical aspects to become a, uh, a member that understands the full faith and credit of the United States and your role in it as head of the creditors committee. So go check that out today. Also, you can get on with a Birch Gold representative and ask the question, why are the central banks throughout the world buying gold at record rates in 2022 and now in 2023? All part of the end of the dollar empire. So the Biden regime tries to destroy the U.S. dollar. 
John Fund picked it up. Mike Davis mentioned it the other day, and Fund wrote an amazing article. As you know, we've been after an, a full war against the administrative state for a number of years now. I talked about it in CPAC, I think in 2017. John Fund, this mentioned the other day, they're going to take on, that the SCOTUS is going to take on the Chevron case. Tell people how important this is, because this is a block. This is signal, not noise, sir. Walk us through it. Well, actually, the administrative state, or what I call the regulatory octopus, um, people started paying attention to it right about the time you started mentioning it on CPAC. I remember the headlines that your speech created, and it really shook up a lot of people. And I think it's one of the reasons why the uh, Trump administration was in the gun sites for a lot of um, uh, liberal activists. The administrative state, the regulatory octopus, has uh, been around for 100 years or so, but it really got turbocharged in 1984 when the Supreme Court made a very bad decision called the Chevron Doctrine. And what that said is, if Congress has not explicitly addressed a certain subject, uh, like, like the environment, like um, uh, land use, uh, it, it, it must defer, or the Supreme Court must defer to the regulatory body's interpretation of that lack of response. In other words, if Congress hasn't spoken specifically, the regulatory agencies, the EPA, uh, the IRS, anything can basically do what they want. And as long as, quote, it's reasonable, unquote. Well, you know the definition of reasonable is different when a bureaucrat says it than when you and I think about it. John, how big a deal is this that they've now said that they're going to take a case on? They had the West Virginia situation last year versus EPA, I think, that was big enough. But this is even going to be bigger. How big a deal is this for them to consider, you know, maybe reversing that what you call a very poor decision? Well, since they just ruled on this Chevron case last year and paired it back, the fact that they're taking up it again this year shows that I think it's under the under the chopping block. Um, it, it takes four justices to agree to hear a case. Uh, the fact that at least four justices agreed to hear this case means they're thinking about getting rid of it entirely. And the challenge to it that's going to be before them is, should they simply pare it back a great deal more or should they get rid of it? I think they may well get rid of it. Justice Neil Gorsuch wrote on a previous Chevron opinion the time for this doctrine is over. We should create a tombstone that no one can miss as they pass it by for it. So I think the regulatory state is going to continue for a long time because they're very imaginative and the liberal activists basically go through a neighborhood trying to see if any door is unlocked and waiting until they find one and enter it. But this Chevron has been an open invitation to regulatory agencies to have liberal activist groups, environmental groups sue them. Then they have a fake settlement and then they have a new regulation. And the regulation is basically let in through the courts. The courts say, well, Congress hasn't addressed this. Seems reasonable to us. This is a big deal. John, before I let you go, we got about a minute or two. You're looked at as one of the top fighters in the country for election integrity. Give us your status report in early May when we've got a, an election, if we want to take down the deep state and the administrative state, we just can't depend on the Supreme Court. We've got to take back the White House. Where do we stand in the eyes of John Fund right now, sir? It's a tale of two nations. The red states, including those swing states that are, have Republican legislatures and have uh, done a good job. Arizona and Georgia have toughened their laws. Uh, other states that the Democrats took over complete control in 2022 in, like Michigan, 
and uh, Pennsylvania, uh, those aren't doing so well. So the sad thing is we're going to have two regulatory regimes in this country. We're going to have states that that address voter integrity, Texas and Florida are among the best, and states where basically anything goes. California comes to mind, and the Democrats in New York are trying to make it that way, too. John, how do people get to your writings? How do they get to your books, all of your uh, intellectual property? Well, just go to Amazon. All my books are on Amazon. The latest one is Our Broken Elections, written with Hans von Spakowski. And uh, I'll have another one coming out on ranked choice voting, which I think is the left's new vehicle to try to mess with our election systems. And as for my columns, you can get them at nationalreview.com. Just type in my name and my page will come up. John Fun, thank you very much. Honored I forgot to, to mention. Yes, sir. Forgot to mention sure. one other thing. Uh, I help edit a, a newsletter that's free to anyone who wants to sign up for it out there in your audience. It's called The Hotline. It's on economics, woke culture, politics, COVID. Oh, and wow. you can get it. It's five days a week. It's free. And just go to committee to unleash prosperity.com and you can sign up for that. Committee to unleash prosperity. Sign up for it. It's free. The hotline. We'll make sure we put it up in all the chat rooms, too. We want everybody to sign up for that. Totally free. John Fun, thank you very much. Look forward for your daily update, sir. Pleasure, Steve. Thank you. The administrative state that's the Leviathan, that the fourth branch of government that was never uh, thought of by the founders, except to warn us about it. Okay, we're going to take a short break here. Um, Natalie is going to pick it up from here. We've got uh, Mike Davis is going to join us. We've got Todd Benzman. The invasion of our country continues. It's going to be a lot of news with Natalie Winters. Take a short break. Be back in a moment. Make sure you go to MyPillow.com. Promo code WARROOM. Promo code WARROOM. The MyPillow 2.0, the topper 2.0. Go to our square. Make sure you get the one, buy one, get one free on the pillow. Short commercial break. Natalie Winters next in the War Room. Everything's bigger. And you are over Cause we're taking down the CCP Spread the word all through Hong Kong We will fight till they're all gone We rejoice when there's no more Let's take down the CCP A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you actually spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. Public Square connects freedom-loving Americans with the community and businesses they share their values. Here's the best part. It's absolutely free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com and download their app today. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where you spend your hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. That's publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Take action. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and your values. Go to publicsq.com. Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications. 
and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. 